Your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio with my friend and guest host today, Kate Brown, the abstract painter. Good morning, Kate. Good morning, Noreen. So nice to be here. Kate's here to help me welcome Darren Copeland, who's the Artistic Director of New Adventures in Sound Art in South River. He's also a sound artist and a composer. Very good morning to you. Yeah, hi, thank you for having me. So Darren, I, we were talking briefly before we began uh, the recording about senses, and I have to ask you, why sound? Why sound? Well, I think some people are wired certain ways that uh, favor either hearing or seeing, uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not that I don't go around not seeing, but that the most in, uh, informative things sometimes are through sound, through listening. Um, and uh, and of course, uh, through my own education and, and pursuits, I've thought of sound in, in a very wide spectrum of all possible sounds, uh, from language to music to to uh, your, the ordinary sounds that happen around us, like the footsteps we just heard in the hallway. Um, so everything, um, and I think that all sounds happen, um, that, they c- that they can move along this continuum quite freely between uh, speech, music, and, and uh, sometimes what may people think of as noise, but, but instead is um, you know, maybe uh, um, unassigned sound. Mm. Was there music in your background at any point? Um, no, not until high school, where I got into uh, into it on my own. Uh, wasn't uh, that much of a uh, aspect with, within my family, or um, other than you know just general consumption. And, and um, but um, no, I, I got interested in um, uh, well, you know, adventuring on along the radio dial and finding myself over in the alternative radio. Uh, spectrum and and uh, uh, and through that got interested in things like uh, electronic music, experimental music, and that, and then and then started to play with uh, analog synthesizers and creating drones and textures and things, and kind of creating a kind of ambient music initially. And then I got interested in recording environmental sounds, and then that uh, became a compositional interest of mine uh, through my early years of composing. You went to um, Niagara College in Welland and studied sound and light and theater design. And how did those skills lead you on to your further education and development? Well, I guess I, I, that was a, I saw that as, um, I guess some of my first things in sound uh, were connected to theater, um, uh, doing sound for plays, and, and I was quite involved in, in drama as a teenager. Um, and uh, so that seemed like a natural development, the connection between sound and theater to me. And, yes. and it did sustain me, um, you know, through the first part of my career as a freelance sound designer in, in Toronto and in Vancouver. Um, and, uh, uh, but f- after Niagara College, I went out to at West to study at Simon Fraser, where the, uh, the World Soundscape Project had been based. I would think and, that would have a great was, influence on your more, interests. <laughs> yeah, that was a more uh, significant influence, I would say. What does a sound designer actually design? In the case of theater, uh, would be um, any any sound that's not uh, well. It could be any sound that goes beyond the body of the 
the performer. So it could include any, even amplifying the performers. I but see. Um, but it, you know any off, uh, any pre-recorded sounds that are integrated or played back, um, any uh, live uh, sound effects or that kind of thing uh, right, would like be also included. Uh, and, and the diff interesting thing about theater is that the sound designer is in a sense responsible for all of the sounds. So you could think of it as a composition that way, mm. um, that all of the little cues, transition cues and things like that, they all yes. kind of interrelate like a puzzle. It's just that yes. you hear them in fragments instead of continuously maybe. Um, and whereas in, say, film, uh, all of those different aspects are compartmentalized into different departments. You know, you have uh, different specialists, you know, right. uh, uh, someone that just edits dialogue, somebody that, that creates uh, 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 Foley sound effects, yes. you know, and things like that, and a music composer and so on. And right. somebody who chooses uh, other music that, uh, that's not composed right. to go in. You know. It's sort so of it's isolated in its own little yes. cell. Yeah, and that's why I never got into film, because I really wanted to think of all of these different aspects as, as an integrated uh, whole, as part of one piece. Would and, you, uh, would you so, be able, sorry. So in the case of theater, you could do that. I mean, obviously, through collaboration with the director and the right. cast and the other designers. Right. Uh, <clears throat> in my mind, because I don't know much about it, I'm thinking of a symphony. Like It's, it's sort of like more of a symphony of sounds when you're talking about the theater. Well, I mean, a symphony is like uh you know it's is one form it's a it's a like a like an essay as a form of writing yes uh you know symphonic form had had actually a lot of parallels to uh essay writing a sense of yes. an argument and development and things like that yes. um and uh yeah i mean i, I mean it, with the except with the, i guess with the theater sound design it was often um you're following the the course of events in the play and yes. uh trying uh, you know i mean i think perhaps the uh, Wagner's idea of the leitmotif, uh, yes. which which really stuck onto film, was very it was very handy for film because, and and in parallel theater, yes. um, because you could connect uh, different uh, musical ideas to different characters or different situations yes. or different environments or you know, and, right. and then develop them as the show develops. Right. So you had kind of some some lines in the water, like an armature, then, yeah. kind of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so where, yeah, as opposed to a uh, you know a symphonic thing where it's a maybe a, a more uh, direct argument of this is the material yes. and this is how it develops. I see. All of this development has um, focused a lot on deep listening or focused listening. How can people develop that skill, would you say? Uh, just never taking anything for granted that's in the acoustic environment, no matter how um, good or bad your your physical hearing may or may not be. I mean, even if you are clinic considered deaf or hard of hearing, uh, you still hear sound through your body. And uh, so the uh, sound is a vibration. So it's, uh, we, we are uh, enveloped in vibrations all the time. So, um, so it's just to not ignore that information. Um, it, may be, so it may seem like it's in the background, but it's actually very informative. It tells us about the space we're in. You know, you know we clap our hands. You know, we can get, you know, maybe the listener at the other end of the radio dial might get some impression of this acoustic space that we're in right now. Um, and, uh, you know, whereas we took these microphones into a, a different place, you know, outside the window, and we clapped our hands there, we get a different response. So um, all of these things open and close uh, things around us and, and tell us where, where our surroundings are and then who and who else is in our, in our space um, and what's happening with them. You know, if you listen to someone walk, and you can't see them, you can find out things about them. You can find out maybe if you know them very well, you might find out what their mood is like or this kind of thing, you know. Um, 
So um, I think that um, uh, these things are life skills ultimately, and um, and I I have the luxury I guess to sort of draw on them in in uh, artistic practice, whether it's my own or other people that I'm presenting through through NASA. Through Is it helpful Center. to close one's eyes? Uh, yes, that enhances things. Um, certainly, um, uh, it's certainly a, a, a strategy for tuning out the visual uh, dominance of, of things uh, is to close your eyes. Um, or if it's not safe to close your eyes, to look in a certain direction that might be uh, might allow you to be uh, safe, but um, but uh, where you, but you're not you know um, getting your say more subjective information from you know um so yeah looking down on the ground or something like that you know um and i think that uh, all sounds have uh you know i think that the, it comes a bit from recording too is that when you record a sound and you take it out of its uh, context and you listen back to it in in a different context um you uh you no longer have the visual you might have a memory of the visual but uh, when you listen back to the recording, it tells you other things than, than what you uh, It sort of reminds me, Sandy McLennan was on once, and he said, you know, he goes out into the field and he takes uh, recordings as well as photographs, and he goes to the dark room, and, he, and he, he's not quite sure what he's going to get. And if he gets something, he's thrilled. It, mm -hmm. You know, you, at, at the end, you, it's a different thing than what you might have thought it was, right? Or what you thought? Certainly, yes, yes. I mean, uh, maybe in his case, there's, there's an element where you don't have the feedback at the moment, or at least with sound recording, you have headphones. You get some feedback uh, mm -hmm. of what's going on, um, uh, but uh, uh, but yes, yeah, certainly it is different uh, uh, when you hear it back. You know. So all of this has led you through your long career and uh, the founding of NASA, New Adventures in Sound Art, to where you are now. And could you tell us more about what New Adventures in Sound Art is all about? Sure. Well, NASA started a little more than 20 years ago now. Um, it's a arts organization. It was founded in Toronto um, for uh, basically uh, what we call sound art. So it's, it's a very broad term. Um, it's artists working with sound uh, as the primary method of expression. And... Um, we uh, and also we had interest in using technology to extend some of the, the areas of listening and sound that that weren't being uh, happening in uh, conventional worlds. I mean, our roots were probably in contemporary concert music, but we grew out from there. And uh, now we have artists from all disciplines, uh, visual artists, uh, as well as musical uh, artists, uh, people from literary backgrounds, uh, scientific backgrounds, uh, computing science. Uh, it's a multidisciplinary field, but it's all connected by sound being the primary mode of, uh, of, of expression and interest. I'm going to take a moment now to just say we need to have a break, but we're going to come back and talk more about New Adventures in Sound Art with Darren Copeland. This is Dr. Shervin. Hello. Dr. Shervin owns a dental practice in Huntsville. Yes, ma'am. But it's not only a dental practice. Dairy Lane Dental plays a major role in our community, supporting organizations that enrich your town like Community Radio, being a member of the Bay Food Crew, and Huntsville Hospital Foundation Business Cares Program. Dr. Shervin and his team at Dairy Lane Dental knows that alongside truly understanding their patients by providing a pleasant dental experience comes a responsibility to take care of our home. This is correct. 
Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell with my guest host today, Kate Brown, and our guest is Darren Copeland from New Adventures in Sound Art. And we were talking about NASA. And you have a, a, a location, a physical presence, as well as a virtual presence on the NASA radio and NASA tube. And where, talk us about the, your presence in South River, please. Well, yeah, we, for, we moved the organization out of Toronto uh, a little more than five years ago now, I guess. Uh, and it was, um, uh, for the past five years, it was stationed at uh, what used to be Renee's Cafe in South River at the at the lights we've had the delight of visiting both kate and i yeah, we really yeah, enjoyed that's right, it yeah and yeah. um uh we love we loved it there but we were also looking towards the future of the organization and we're looking at uh, uh acquiring a building for the, that the organization could purchase and it becoming the future home of the organization so Bravo. Uh, we weren't yeah we weren't able to purchase renee's but we were able to purchase um a new relatively new building it's a sort of an old and new building it's uh used to be the location of the happy landing uh, which, uh the old gas bar that was on and and uh, a truck stop that was uh on the highway Great. um um, but um, they've all that property has been redeveloped. So there's the there's the South River Bruco, and now there's a new pharmacy. And then the next building that's there was was a Col- Colwell Baker Realty, but now it's uh, uh, it's our it's uh, we that's the building we per- purchased. Um, and uh, so it's um, it's got a similar amount of presentation space as we had at Renee's. Um, but it you know it has um, it's but it's just a twelve hundred square foot one floor building. So all of our 20 years of, of uh, stuff that we've accumulated over the years, which which lived comfortably in the basement at Renee's, uh, is now, uh, you know, in closets and things. And, you know, um, so we've had to redesign the space a little bit. And, uh, uh, and also it didn't have a kitchen and we wanted to maintain the cafe aspect so we we are currently renovating it uh, for to to bring the cafe in. The cafe is not ready yet, um, and and there is some issues around whether we'll be ob- you know able to take uh, even the public in on on Saturday. But we will be online on Saturday. So okay, talk about Saturday, Saturday because that's the beginning, isn't it, yeah. of the Deep Wireless Festival? So, yeah, so the Deep Wireless Festival, this is the 21st edition, going back to our Toronto years. Um, and uh, it's a, a festival of radio and transmission art. So what do we mean by that when we don't have a radio transmitter like there is on this site? Um, why are we doing radio art? <laughs> um, so uh, radio, I think with the uh, development of podcasting and other forms of digital radio or digital audio uh, transmission through the internet, um, a lot of the conventions of radio have been have adopted and and into podcast forms and things like that. So. Uh, and also online radio stations and things like that adopt a lot of the similar. And in fact, this very station started as an uh, that we're yes, speaking yeah, on was correct. an online yeah, station. Yeah. So so the the transference. So when they transferred to FM, yeah, there were certain legal things they had to do probably, but but largely they were probably following the f- same format as it is today. Um, you know, um, you know. So 
so we kind of transferred a lot of those things over to the digital realm. And uh, NASA uh, does that too. We have a, a, a online radio station of our own. It's uh, it's not a live station. It doesn't have a live studio. It's uh, all pre pre programmed, and it's feeding in different artists' works and twenty four seven. And it runs yeah, it runs all the time. And uh, um, the uh, and then the the festival also. Uh, I mean, there's a tradition of also. Uh, composers creating longer form radiophonic works. So uh, uh, we have two very distinguished composers this year, uh, Claude Schreier and Trevor Wishart, who are uh, world-renowned people uh, that will be uh, uh, presenting works over the course of the festival. And uh, so we're very happy to have uh, new works by them. And the one by Claude Schreier is uh, being premiered on Saturday. And in fact, it, um, it's a kind of a documentary about Murray Schaefer, Mm. Um, and uh, Claude worked with uh, Murray on a number of projects. If we stop listening, all is noise. Yeah, that's where it all comes from. Yeah, I mean, uh, Murray was uh, one of the founders of the World Soundscape Project, um, and uh, they had a collective of, of uh, composers and researchers in uh, at Simon Fraser in the 70s, and uh, that, that did a lot of the groundbreaking research on, uh, on uh, the soundscape. Uh, the soundscape as in, you know, the sound environment. Not the, you know, not the uh, uh, artificial sound that might be introduced into films or dance pieces. In, in addition theater. to those two distinguished artists, you also have some uh, exhibitions, yes, installations. Yes, we do. And, and the other aspect, the transmission art aspect, that's oh. where that comes in, is uh, we have, um, there was a, a piano that was uh, donated to us when we moved into Renee's. And uh, the, um, uh, the piano m- moved over to the new space. And uh, so what's going to happen with that is um, there's a contemporary music practice of prepared piano where you put uh, objects in the... Kate in has been talking the, to me a bit about this. Yeah. His, I have a little bit of exposure, but Kate, okay. I'm not sure about that. Okay, or a prepared piano. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you stick, uh, you know, bolts or screws in, in between the string and, and, the, and the sounding board, and, it, and it, it changes the piano sound into a percussive sound. But what we're doing is we're sticking, uh, you can make a radio transmitter that's, you know, that could, it's about the size of your palm, of your hand. And, and it's just a little circuit board with all the, you know, minimal elements that you need to transmit from, you know, for me to send a signal from here over to the water over there or something like that. Um, and uh, the, so what we've done is we wedge those into the strings of different pianos. So when you hit a certain key, you get not only a prepared sound, but it comes out of a different radio because each <gasps> transmitter will be, be tuned to a different uh, frequency. I want to see that. That's we're so we're going to make a little trip up to see oh. that. So that's a piece by yeah. uh, James Bailey uh, mm-hmm. called Piano Travels. And, and there's uh, another one? And there's another one by Sean Martell, which is called EMF Turntable. So if you imagine a, a kind of lazy Susan, you know, the thing that turns mm-hmm. around that you have different, uh, you know, uh, food on or something and um, but instead you have you put a cell phone or you could put any kind of like small electronic device on it and under the turn under the turntable is what's uh, basically a, a kind of an EMF receiver so EMF stands for uh, electromagnetic frequencies so we we are these things we carry around us all the time with our cell phones uh, they're they emit through cell towers and all kinds of you know anything that's electronic uh, we could oh, that computer monitor that's in the studio the mixer all these things have uh, emit electronic energy that's why some people c- can even feel these things in their body and are very sensitive to them and they get bothered by being around electronic equipment um, 
So this is kind of a little, uh, like a microphone that uncovers these frequencies and the sounds they make. And so it's another aspect. So, so the, the, what I meant by the sound, you know, the, the spectrum of sound being very wide, well, it's actually wider than we actually perceive with our hear, ear, hear, ears. Yes. That it goes to, to um, other ranges. So the electromagnetic uh, spectrum is another element, and that ties in with radio. And we're going to be doing a workshop uh, with a fellow named Dan Tapper uh, starting uh, near, the, near the end of February. Uh, details February are on our website. February 26th? Yeah. And seven? Yeah, and that's yeah. online, uh, completely online. It's a series of three workshops where you, you build your own receiver out of very inexpensive parts and, and, uh, and then make a composition uh, out of that. So, you know, you can record the, the sound into, into a recording device and then... You call them you shared listening sessions. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, the, the, the presentations that are online, we call them that because um, sometimes the work is pre-recorded. But we want the aspect of people hearing it together, kind of like a, a book club. Yes. You know, you read a story and, mm -hmm. and uh, um, uh, you know, and others uh, respond to it. Well, it's, it's like that, except we're playing uh, uh, sound, sound pieces. Now, would this workshop um, be geared towards people who sort of already know what they're doing? Or could a complete newbie... Uh, Attend and um, yeah, I think uh, I think th that um, I think th maybe the only um, it would it helps to have um, uh, I don't know if you need even a lot of soldering experience, but uh, there might be a certain amount of experience with handling electronics. But um, but yeah, you could probably be guided. Oh, sorry. Speaking of sound, yes. <laughs> yeah, here we go. To bring it right to the mic. Yes, it's our, some electromagnetic waves. That, yeah, there we go. That was um, beautifully planned. <laughs> it's nice to have. Forgot to turn off the phone. Um, uh, yeah. So um, uh, yeah. Uh, where was I? Um, about the workshop. Yeah, about the workshop. Yeah, I I would say that um, it helps, but um, but I think we can help people along with okay. uh, with experience. If you have access to something to record and a computer to edit sounds, okay. even if it's using something like Audacity or something very, like a free software, um, okay. then it's uh, it's possible. And I can always uh, uh, work with people outside of the sessions as well to okay. get them going. So I think it's really some of our listeners to participate yeah and i yes. think we need to tell mm -hmm. people where they can go mm -hmm. to find out more and that yes. would be your website first of all i guess that's NASA, right yeah NASA NASA .ca. yeah yeah and you're everywhere else as well if you'd like to talk about the other platforms that you're on yeah yeah so we produce a we produce a radio show that's monthly that's a uh, uh it's broadcast down in the states in uh, acre new york and uh uh at a place called wgxc which is kind of like uh they're they're connected to an organization very similar to NASA called the Way Farm, and um, it's in a small rural community just like South River, um, and uh, and they they run a community radio station there as well as uh, do uh, artistic projects, and uh, so they broadcast our show called Making Waves that happens uh, the second Saturday of every month, and. Um, and then we also uh, produce the NASA radio, and then we have a YouTube channel called NASA Tube, and then also SoundCloud. Um, we uh, distribute stuff through that. Um, we have a, about um, there's about 15 different albums on there, um, and many of them from the Deep Wireless Festival. And Twitter and Facebook too. 
yeah, that just tells you where that just points you yeah, the other elsewhere. Place. Yeah, <laughs> to the other places. Yeah, I wanted to mention that I read that NASA Radio, your broadcasting component, was included in the Wires 100 Essential Radio Stations last year, July 21, uh, in issue 449. What does that mean to you? That acknowledgement. Uh, that, that's quite important. Um, uh, the Wire is um, one of uh, uh, long. Um, Time magazine that has covered uh, adventurous music of all types and all genres. And uh, they did, um, with the pandemic, they noticed that a lot of people were listening, at least over in England where they're based, were listening to online radio. Um, what's interesting, yeah, is they only included uh, two Canadian uh, radio stations, which was interesting. Wow. Um, and now these were purely online stations. So, I mean, every radio station, of course, broadcasts uh, as a you know duplicate of their broadcast uh, on on the internet. But these were they were looking at specifically people doing things that was only uh, online. Well, that's a tremendous feather in your cap. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we admire the Wire, and also in 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 Canada here, we have a, a, a similar magazine called Music Works, which is also mm -hmm. just as important. And mm -hmm. uh, so, getting when we do get acknowledgement from them, it's just as important as yes. it is getting it from across the water. Yes. I'm so sad to say we're coming to the end of the program today because there's so much more. I really encourage people to go to the website and see all of the things that are happening, but more importantly, to listen and hear. Yeah, there's lots there. And uh, if, uh, you know, if we're not able to accommodate you in person right away on Saturday, then you know, certainly call if you want to come out uh, beforehand. Give us a call. Our, our phone number's on the website. And uh, check our Facebook postings for updates. And, uh, uh, but certainly listen uh, and if explore the stuff through our website. There's a lot there uh, that, um, you know, them, them more than we could serve and, in real time. And perhaps take a sound walk. <laughs> yes, that you can do on your own. Yes, uh, uh, and it doesn't require. Uh, you can do it by yourself or with, you know, any any number of people, uh, and other and other, uh, you know, including dogs as well. So, thank you so much, Darren, for coming in and telling us about new adventures in sound art. And we we want to take more adventures up to South River Kate, and I want to go there Absolutely. and visit again. Yes. So well, thank, thank you. Very much. Yes, thanks for uh, sharing the time with me. a couple of things I want to talk about. We talked about NASA events, which is great, and uh, I want to mention the Partners Hall is reopened in um, Algonquin Theatre, and so right now there will be a student show, Huntsville High School Senior Students Trust the Process is the name of their... It's always worthwhile seeing what young people are doing. After that, the Huntsville Art Society members will return in a pop-up show called Fresh Paint. That's new work, so we hope for that. And then the Huntsville Festival of the Arts has been very active and continues to do things outdoors. Eclipse Walk with the Light at the Heritage Place, which is fabulous, including snow yoga, walking with goats, dog sledding. There was all kinds of side events, so that's worth looking into. And the Snow Village in River Mill Park. I can look out from our apartment and see what's happening there, and it, it's really fun for kids and adults alike. Ahead, the Algonquin Theatre will start to have some performances, so you can go to algonquintheatre.ca and look and see what they will be. And at the end of this month, Mallory Duncan of Performing Arts Studio, Monarch Performing Arts Studio, has seven evening, seven shows planned of a play, a two-person musical called The Last Five Years. So there are things starting to happen. We'll look for that everywhere. There's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We are Muskoka.